Welcome to Crucial Foundations, a program that seeks the foundational truths found in Scripture for every generation. Hi there, I'm Gable. And I'm Larry. We are teachers in the Charlottesville, Virginia area. Let us open our Bibles today to seek those timely truths found in God's Word. Welcome to our podcast today. We want to begin our study of crucial foundations by looking at this foundation, the foundation of conscience and integrity. How do we come to be honest with ourselves? We find that honesty by first seeking to know God. The very essence of the study of Scripture is for us to see God and the image of God change us. How, do I can, how can I come to find and know the only true God? God must reveal himself, and indeed he has in Scripture. In Hebrews eleven six, 6, though, there's a kind of heart that can find God, a heart that wants truth, that honestly wants to see God for as he is and not as how we want to create him. In Hebrews eleven six, 6, the Bible says, Without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so the seeking is great. And I realize some people may start seeking God, but not very seriously. But then as they come to know God, they become serious. I do know this. In order for the seeking of God through his word to change us, we've got to come to the point where we seek him first, where I want to know God. And, you know, there's one prayer that I believe God will always answer when you pray and come to know him. I do believe he'll provide for both you and I when we have that prayer. I trust that's the attitude of all of us this morning as we enter this study. Yes, God is certainly seeking for honest hearts, hearts that are open to him. And so we really have to evaluate um, in a lot of ways our commitment to honesty, honesty with ourselves and a desire to see what is true. Um, and so that's the only way we're going to find God. We're going to know him. Acts 17 and verse 11 is a great example for us to look at. It reads, these were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. And so a constant evaluation of scripture and those things, being honest with scripture and with ourselves. John 17 and verse 3 is another a uh, great passage for us to look at in the words of Jesus. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. And it's one thing to, to look in all of these things, all of what Jesus did in, in his ministry and the miracles he did and the witnesses he brought forward and the claims he made. These were done so that we might believe. And he does not ask us to follow blindly, to believe uh, without cause, without evidence, uh, he has given us substantial evidence to look at. So we have to have an honest heart so that we can, we will not be easily deceived. Um, one of the things to think about in terms of honesty versus dishonesty is how do we view Scripture? Do we view it in a scoffing manner? Proverbs 9 and verse 8 tells us, Do not reprove a scoffer, or he will hate you. Reprove a wise man, and he will love you. 
So the heart of a scoffer hates correction in light of the truth. The wise man welcomes correction in light of the truth. And so as we come to know God, he changes us. But we really have to have that commitment in God's word. It's going to change how we think and it's going to change the things that we do. When we come to understand who God is and the power he has, he will help us to have a mind that will learn to discern reality from that which is false. But we've got to have that commitment. In Psalms 109, 119, 104, the Bible says, through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. In this podcast, we're going to talk about truth. We're going to talk about that which is false. And not only do we need to see it when God has revealed it, we need to hate sin. And that's something that is critical to develop in our hearts for us to be able to see. In the same chapter of Psalms 119, verse 128, therefore all your precepts concerning all things I consider to be right. I hate every false way. Even in the character of God in Hebrews 1.9, you have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. Folks, when we come to know God, it's not going to be wishy-washy and mushy. We want to be humble. We want to be careful, the conclusions that we draw. But God has made it clear, if we're going to serve him in this world, we need to see right and wrong, and we need to stand against that which is wrong and cling to what is right. That's the only way we can hope to overcome deception. In the book of James, speaking of the character of God, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. Now catch this next phrase. With whom there is no variable variation or shadow of turning. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we may be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. As we seek God, we can be born again, but it's being born again of truth, born again by the word of God, born again by following the unchangeable God whose standards have never changed through generation to generation. And matter of fact, I'm looking for a timeless time where we'll be with God forever while time has ended. In Titus 1-2, the Bible says, in hope of eternal life with God who cannot lie, promised before time began. And so the battle of the deception must begin with knowing God. Without that, I believe it's hopeless for any man to overcome deception. I believe the foundation of God and his truth and his character is where we've got to begin in our hearts. But dealing with deceit and, dis and understanding discernment is the crucial element of Christian growth. When they become a Christian, but even though they may have a good heart, they have to learn the tactics of Satan, and they have to establish more of the foundational truths of God from which they can see the counterfeit. In Hebrews 5.13, the Bible says, For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And so as we want to develop a good conscience, integrity, we have to understand how to build. And we've got to distinguish in our minds between concepts that sound good, but they're false, between those things that are actually good and that come from God.
Yes. One of the things that um, I really appreciated you bringing up and just to highlight um, going forward is even in imitating God, uh, looking to the example of Christ. This is exactly what Jesus Christ did in taking the will of the Father and only doing the will of the Father, not going outside of that. Uh, God is light and in him is no darkness at all. We are children of light. Um, and so we must imitate him just as Christ took the will of the Father. Now, sadly, with all of these things, many have come to label this ability and this desire to discern between good and evil, uh, righteous and evil things. They've discerned that as negative teaching. Uh, Satan has certainly deceived many Christians. In Isaiah chapter 5, verses 20 through 21, he says there, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Now, one thing that you know, we both talk about and we've both taught um, in classes and, and other circles, God has chosen to communicate to us in words. He has chosen to communicate to us through language, and, and he's given us a mind to discern between good language, bad language, uh, and so we need to truly listen to those things, make discernments, and be, be honest uh, with what we're looking at. Now, part of that, we have to evaluate what kind of mind we do have. Uh, there is one who is described as the lazy mind, who, you know, simply walks away from the effort, the development that it takes to discern. And those are two key, key words, key phrases, effort, development, um, and protection. This leads to protection of the heart. Uh, so the lazy mind might even, because he doesn't want to discern, he might even be highly critical of what others do in discerning. Uh, one quote uh, that uh, we ought to keep in mind in, in uh, context of this, in an age in which discernment is viewed as a vice and gullibility as a virtue, there is a price to be paid if one decides to be picky about what to believe and how to live. And one passage that comes to mind um, when I think of that quote is 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 17, where King Ahab is searching for Elijah, and uh, he finally finds Elijah, and he says, Is that you, O troubler of Israel? Uh, he has not truly evaluated his own life, but has uh, put this uh, own title of him himself as the troubler of Israel onto Elijah. Um, and so we, we certainly have to look inward. Uh, into our own hearts. The searching for God can be very lonely. You're going to find, according to Scripture, that Satan is the God of this world, and therefore his philosophy dominates. It dominates in the TV and media. It dominates in every area. And so there's tremendous social pressure for us to change. There's a type of religion that Satan loves. We can talk about Christ and Christianity and commitment and really be serving him. And it's what I call an acceptable form of deception, where we literally look at the world and decide what we want to do, and then we create God in the image of what we want. I've literally seen some people who 
decided before they searched, searched for God, they decided, I've got to have a God that's going to prove this, this, and this. And that's a very common way that people start their own religion. Here's what I want to do. Then I'm going to create a God in my own mind that's going to let me do that. That's not going to work if you're going to serve the one true God. And it, God likens our relationship to him as marriage and that we were honored to him. We put him first. The departure from God's ways is viewed as adultery, the covenant, the relationship that God defines with us. We go outside of that. That's viewed as if one had left their mate to another. James 4, 4, with that in mind, the Bible says, adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Who there, whoever, therefore, wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Cannot just be partially opposed to deception, partially committed to God. The very nature of our hearts is if we do not seek a pure commitment to truth, we can be deceived, and while thinking we're serving God, we're serving ourselves. It is very easy today in this culture to lose the ability to discern. Do I need to tell you that? As you look at people who are not sure if they're a man or a woman, then there are other things that are done. Just when it comes in financial areas, comes in other areas. We truly live in an age where people are saying, you create your own truth as long as we do not judge it oppressive. That is insanity. That is not reality. And that is definitely going to be rejected by God's word. But God will let you destroy your conscience. If you don't seek for a good conscience, you'll eventually believe anything. And we definitely are seeing that in today's world. Second Thessalonians 2.10, we read this about the one who does not love the truth, where that can lead. In verse 10, it's speaking of Satan and his work. And with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. Now, what happens when we don't receive the love of the truth? Well, you find a heart that goes further and further and further away from God. Verse 11, and for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. May we not go down that path. Want truth. Seek God. And whatever you find in that, that's the very best thing for you and I. So with all of the things that we're talking about, we certainly face an enormous battle to keep a good conscience, a battle for the mind, really. And many of the words that we've talked about and phrase, phraseology, the effort that we put in, the development of our minds, the renewal of our minds, uh, so that we might protect our hearts. And many in the world, they want an easy form of religion. They want an easy form of Christianity. But we want to evaluate what did Jesus offer to us. In Luke chapter 9 and verse 23, he says there, Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Now that is certainly a hard thing to do, to deny self, to deny oneself. But that is what Christ asks of us. Paul, in his life, certainly had to throw off those things of his previous life, those things that uh, he did count gain at one point, but 
uh, when he found Christ, uh, considered those as loss. In Acts 24, though, in verses 15 and 16, he says this, I have hope in God, which they themselves also accept, that there will be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and the unjust. And focus on verse 16. This being so, I myself always strive to have a good conscience without offense toward God and men. So that idea of striving, putting in the effort of getting towards uh, truth and having that good conscience. So if Paul had to strive, certainly we are expected to do those things as well. And without strife, uh, there will be failure. We have to be tested. And God certainly does ask hard things of us. He even lets us struggle at times with the things he does give to us. Jesus did that with his teachings that he gave to his disciples. But he wants us to strive. He wants us to learn to discern, to develop our minds. It's important to understand that to the world, this seems very strange. And if you're starting to read the scriptures for the first time, you're thinking like, this just sounds like rules and things that uh, people are telling us to do. It's more than that. It really comes to knowing God. And I hope you'll read the scriptures and stay with us. Even if you're at a level right now, you're not ready to make changes. But if you come to know God, you come to start reading your scripture and understanding his love for you and understanding your great need. I hope that will change. I say to the Christian, yes, let us draw closer to God. We're talking about keeping a good conscience. We're talking about integrity. This is not just about rules. It's about a relationship. God's given us his covenant and it defines the relationship just like a relationship in marriage. We're talking about serving God with joy, peace, long-suffering, love. That's what we're talking about. It's more than just rules but we want to keep a good conscience so we can keep a mind that can see reality and above all know God and find the peace that only God can give. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast to be helpful or encouraging, please consider following and subscribing or leave a rating or a review. If you have questions about anything from the episode or any other Bible questions, you can reach out to us at ncvchurch at gmail.com. We hope that you'll join us next time as we lay another stone in the foundation of truth that God has given us. God bless you.